You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 175th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim, and I'm on time in Orlando, Florida. Uh, it's Matt in Minneapolis. I'm even more on time. Yeah, this is Spencer in Boston, and I guess I'm way ahead of schedule because me and little guy were here about a half an hour before Tim was, and I don't know if we you just know, needed extra prep for today's show or, you know, if we just wanted to catch up. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's nice that you guys uh, coordinated without me to arrive early. Well, and um, yeah, I think amazing. after 175 episodes of this podcast, um, <laughs> because there was the unnumbered podcast, the, the old squeaky wheel, that, uh, you know, maybe you guys would know that the podcast starts at this time. I think we and actually not 30 did minutes ago. Yeah, we did a uh, like a 77.5 episode as well. Like, there's a there's another <laughs> sneaky one in there. But, yeah, it was weird how we came to that, like, organically. Like, we both just logged on and, and called each other at, at the same time, like, without kind of that prior well, preparation. So You guys probably needed to commiserate about my amazing movie that everything was going right until I made the second pick. And then all downhill, and <laughs> wait, I have to admit, wait, I'll be the first to admit. Right until 20% of the way through the process. <laughs> yeah, well. I did not trust the process, and um, like the Philadelphia 76ers, I have found myself hopefully with first pick next year in the top corner draft, corner movie draft. I but I got to admit, gentlemen, after re-listening to both of your uh, videos and uh, mm -hmm. movies, fantastic. Both of them top-notch. Mm -hmm. Loved them. Yeah. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. The, uh, Thanks. The, the box we, office we receipts for the weekend don't lie. Um we put out a call on Twitter, uh, just a, an informal poll, you might say, to just kind of get some feedback uh, on where the market was. So we checked in with all the um, with all the theaters just to see what the sales receipts were. Uh, <laughs> ninety nine views, ninety nine votes here. Um, Thirteen percent of the population went to Lombardia. Ah, man, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> um, we got forty two percent. Of the population coming out for runaway train, so I was pretty happy with that. It's pretty good, but I it's didn't, respectable. Didn't quite, uh, I didn't quite win the bike throw there. I got edged out, forty five percent going to lethal injection. You know what it Ooh, was with lethal injection? Always pays. Doping <laughs> does always pay. Oh, sorry. Do you know what it was, little guy? It was the opening scene of Sven Tuft in the bathtub. And I think well, everyone wants to like envision Sven Tuft in the bathtub yeah. and the kids come in and he's like, I'm too old for this shit. I, <laughs> mean, like, I obviously I'd like to I'd like to thank Lethal Weapon. And I like yeah, so that's as, that's as the, the fact that I just ripped off the plot from the movie. <laughs> I, I gotta Thanks. say, I think the kids, the millennials these days, they just aren't that creative and they're they just like in for all these remakes. <laughs> And, yeah, it's uh, true. I think Top, that was a man. sneaky, a sneaky move on your part. But uh, I think in the test of time, mm -hmm. Runaway Train's going to hold up a lot better. 
you know there's a lethal weapon remake like in the works right now so this is oh, you know, guys just it, ahead d- of the times are you is there actually it's probably jamie fox playing I, the I, i'm i'm sure that there is definitely one in the works but um hey little guy you you always the accountant always the uh one paying attention to the numbers and it's actually the 174th episode of the Slow Ride podcast. So, uh, thanks for pointing that out to me in your uh, chicken scratch. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, dude, there's a Lethal Weapon TV show. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> so, um, we did have some uh, bike racing that we're going to talk about this week on the podcast. We are always going to have w- one of our most popular segments. Of course, that's the eBay watch list corner. Um, you know, at, after the, uh, after the pre-lap and the second half of the show, we've got some, uh, cyclocross to talk about. We've got, um, two good viewer email, listener emails. And one of the things I wanted to sh- shout out real quick, uh, former professional cycler, uh, Johnny Sunt was on the, uh, the Phil Guyman podcast and gave us a major shout out at the end. So if you listen to the really? 130th minute or something of the podcast, Whoa. Johnny Sunt talks about how, uh. You know, he listens to our podcast all the time. Surprising, he did not say that I was his favorite um, host of the podcast. Oh. I was a little hurt by that. But uh, he was talking about how we're very sly with our um, mentions of gorgeous George Hincapie and how it's <laughs> one of his favorite parts. You know, and I don't I don't see that. And that was I a mean, gratuitous mention. I don't think we've ever yeah. mentioned him. Like, I mean, obviously right now we just mentioned him, but yeah. I mean, outside of that, I don't think we've ever mentioned him on the show. No. Now I learned a little bit about Johnny Sunt. Um not not too too much. Uh <laughs> just enough. The right amount just enough of Goldilocks. That seems like a yeah, seems like a cool guy. Seems like right just right, like Goldilocks, you would say. Um you know, it's uh it's a shame that a guy like Johnny Sunt is no longer uh the professional bike racer that, that he was, because I think we could have used more characters like him in the the domestic scene right now, because to be quite honest, I don't even know what's happening in the domestic scene, except that Three teams have applied to be continental levels so they could do Tour of California. Uh-huh. But I feel that when Johnny was racing and I was into like more domestic, it, was, it seemed more exciting. Whereas now it just, I don't even know what, I don't care. Mm. You know, yeah. I don't know. I think Johnny's career is, well, career in quotes is still pretty exciting. Uh, if you follow his Instagram, you'll know that he has a, a small dog around the house named Mookie. That sleeps on an AG2R colored blanket that he likes to point out every time he tags Mookie in a picture. So there you go. Wow, I'm going to start following him on Instagram. So it's a good follow on Instagram? No, it's terrible. Oh, okay. But Mookie's pretty cute. That's good to know. So, uh, well, guys, should we just get right into the um, the biggest race of them all? And, of course, I'm talking about Lombardi in uh, Italy, the, yeah. the fifth monument of cycling. And uh, does it always finish in the same town can you guys educate me on this i think so yes the race the course is different it changes but it's always the same what northern italy the race of the falling leaves yeah fun stuff goes around like como i I did not watch it at all uh i didn't get to watch it either i was at a race myself but uh, i did watch the highlights and it looked pretty pretty great and the shark the shark bit swirling yeah, it, kind of like I was saying last week, the Italians have this road schedule all figured out where they go hard in the spring, and then they just chill on the beach all summer long, I guess, <laughs> and then they come hard again in like August, September. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. It definitely capped a great week of Italian racing, and 
unfortunately, uh, bad guy number one, the, <laughs> the most hated man currently in cycling, at least probably on Twitter, uh, Johnny Moscon got yeah. third. But uh, Nibali first, everybody loves him, and, and mm-hmm. Alaphilippe second, and mm-hmm. everybody loves Alaphilippe. So, but if what you guys should at least go back. Everybody loves Pino too. At least go watch the highlights. Um, it seemed like a pretty great race. You break it down for Tim. Everybody loves everybody except for Johnny Muscon. Everybody hates that guy. Yeah. He's higher. All about he's, that. He's got to be higher on the hate list for little guy even than than Visconti or anyone else. Yeah, no, I mean he's actually done some <laughs> seemingly bad things. I guess whatever I'll let I'll let the let the thing with what's his name from FDJ go until the the legal proceedings <laughs> work themselves out to see if he's at blame, but um, he doesn't yeah, exactly so, have the greatest so re- if, reputation. Yeah, if people weren't uh, privy to the info, uh, FDJ is claiming that Johnny Muscon purposefully crashed out some of their riders, and um, yeah, it just seems real bad. Like, a real bad situation from not a like good where, team. Like, where was the crash? Like, at Lombardi? No, at... Um, okay, okay, sorry. So this Torino? is the, the past At Torino. Okay. Yeah, it was in this last week. So, now, um, yeah, it was Reichbach or Reinbach or whatever. I forget yeah. his name. Yep. Now, yeah, um, Backlands looked like he got dinged up really bad in the crash, and that's always a horrible thing. Yeah, there's a couple of bad crashes today. Yeah, or yesterday. Bad crashes. So, now, overall, um, I think what really matters here, guys, is how yeah. that race goes into the individual world tour standings. <laughs> okay, how's that? <laughs> Because no one cares about the UCI World Tour, can we just bring back the World Cup road racing? Because that was way cooler, and it had a way better jersey for the leader. But Greg Van Avermaet is still in first place, and uh, Nibali jumped up 110 spots, according to (laughs) ProCyclingStats.com, to now be in fifth place. How can he been that low? Two big races left on the World Tour. Um, Gentlemen, can you guess what they are? Little guy I know. I know that the... The freaking Tour of Turkey is still going to happen. The Presidential Which, Cycling Tour of Turkey is still on the calendar, and then there's I can't one believe more that's race. a race. Well, if it's not the Japan Cup, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'm surprised the Japan Cup not in the World Tour, but uh, it is that the tour, be tour of. Uh, it's a the tour of Guanghe in China, and I yeah. apologize if I got that name. I'm sure I nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you nailed it. But yeah, so little guy, uh, Presidential Cycling. Uh, cycling tour of Turkey. Um, are you surprised that it's actually called the presidential cycling tour of Turkey, and not just the 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 dictator the tour? tour. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think it's. I don't know. I mean, I wish the UCI. I guess they'd have to like stop going to most countries if they were didn't want to deal with dick regimes. But what are you going to do? I don't yeah. know. It seems like a lot of world tour teams just aren't going, so that's what they're going to do. Well, let's get into the let's get into the nitty gritty. How about this? How about we uh, determine if you guys can tell me who what team is actually leading the world tour right now? Oh boy, I have not looked at these, so I have no uh, idea. Says this could be good. We could have some fun here, so don't look. I'm let's get into the world tour standings. Look. No, I didn't look. I'm going to guess either Quick Step or Sky. I mean, it's got to be one of those two. So, Man, currently, Team sketch, but I currently Team Sky is at the top. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, Spencer. No, I wanted to guess. <laughs> okay, this guess. Is world, this is <laughs> for World like Tour you didn't races, hear me. right? Just for World Tour races? Just the world, yes. The UCI yeah. World Tour. And uh, I cut Spencer off. I'm sure he was going to guess uh, Team Sky for I which wasn't. he was correct. But I'm going to now. 
Now my choice yeah. is Team Sky. Uh, good guess. I was going to say and somehow then... Movie Star probably pulled it off, but I... No. <laughs> not this Actually, year, baby. Not this year. Quick step is solid second. Movie Star, Team Place 6. Mm-hmm. Now here's the... Bigger question. They they actually fell uh, five spots after uh, the last couple weeks here. What play? What team is in last place? Wait, wait, on wait, the wait, wait, wait. They fell five spots and they're in sixth, so they were in yes. first. They were in first. Well, they, shit. They so I nailed of it. Valverde's spring. Oh, well, sort of. I nailed yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if what team is in last place? I'm the champion. Direct uh, energy. No. Are they world tour? No. It's got to be... They're not World Tour, are they? Not I World Tour. Not Kofi, I'm surprised the little guy did not go for Cannondale right away. God, you know, you guys think I'm a Cannondale hater, but I told you it's motivation, and it worked. Look at the season they've had. That's all me, baby. Who do you got, Spencer? Who's the last? Who's the worst team in professional cycling? Um, World Tour. Come on. Not professional cycling. World Come Tour. On. It's got to be UAE. Surprisingly, no. Okay. It's... Uh, and Katusha. Nope. Damn. All right. Last place in 18th place. Well, deep, deep behind FDJ, who's currently in 17th place, is uh, Team Dimension Data. Oof. Yeah. Not, not, not a good year for them this year. Uh, well, you know, it's because Cav got fucking viciously taken out of the tour um, on that stage. Practically where... assaulted by Peter Sagan. Yeah. That was brutal, <laughs> man. Sagan really put him into the whatever. <laughs> well, now that we've pretty much lost all of our listenership, let's get into the other race that uh, no, I got an email about yeah, Tim, that I, it existed because I'm a subscriber to NBC Gold, and that's uh, Paris Tours. Anything exciting happen there, little guy? Yeah, I was going to say. Um, yeah, uh, Trenton won the sprint um, with uh, Terpster leading him out. It was a classic quick step, putting two men in the three-man move and acing it. But I was going to say, to your point, Tim, of the World Cup back in the day, I'm pretty sure uh, Perry Tours was in that back in the day, whereas now it's not even a World Tour race, which is crazy. It just makes sense that you have the Climbers Classic and the Sprinters Classic in the World Tour to finish out the season. Mm -hmm. Instead, you have... I mean, it's not like it, it gets a depleted field really for not being World Tour. It's maybe a little less, a few teams less, but like... It just makes sense to have those two races that way, no matter what kind of world champion you get. They have one last chance to show the jersey like at a really big race. Yeah, That was always the best about the um, like any of the big races that happen after the world championship, especially yeah. if it's a new champion and you're yeah. like, ooh, what's the jersey going to look like? Like, yeah. Are they going to be like, uh, kitted out? Paolo Bettini winning Lombardi after he won the world championships and just like, tears down his face and everything yeah you get those good stuff man and yeah i don't know but i i really think now do we get do we get that same feeling at the presidential tour of turkey no (laughs) i mean i'm i'm i think we shouldn't even cover it (laughs) once it starts but whatever probably tease panute on every stage when we like i can't stop can't resist i have to talk about it um i only watched the highlights of 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 Perry tours, but it no, it's an exciting guy, you, race if you watch it. It's got a few little climbs. It's it's kind of got a Milan San Remo y feel to it, you know, in in that like sprint you know it's probably gonna be a sprint, but like this year, three guys got ahead and then Greipel won the sprint for fourth and did the bang the bars. So you know now you were um blowing up my phone in the middle of the week for some race where Nairo Quintana was in the break. Yeah. How awesome was that? It was super awesome. You should have watched it. 
uh, <laughs> Milano Torino on on Thursday, man. That's like what I was saying last week. Is this last week leading up to Lombardy is great. You get you had you had a race every other day, basically a sweet Italian like baby classic every other day to watch while you're sitting around pretending to fill in your spreadsheets or whatever it is you people with <laughs> office jobs do. I have no idea what you're actually doing. But I'm pretty sure you should be watching bike racing when you're like typey, typey, typey. Um, I'm actually just playing Minesweeper. Yeah. What? See, you could have been watching a bike race. And I could, so everybody How about listening. when you get those really all you big people. Minesweeper fields and like you're <laughs> yeah. really close? Uh, like, here's, it's pretty the, great. The thing, the thing is, Spencer, you know this. Tim, when, when there's a race on that we're all collectively watching, when I get up in the morning, I already have like five messages from Tim. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like on the answering like, machine too. Yeah, on the answer, there'll be one in the answering machine. There'll be one on myself. <laughs> like they're everywhere, and and it's like, are you watching this? Do you see this? And I'm like, I just got up, man. I'm I'm like, I haven't even taken a piss yet, and so I start sending Tim messages on a Thursday, and he can't be bothered to spend any time to talk to me. He's oh working, I'm putting that in air quotes. Um, come on. <laughs> So, but I wanted to pay it's you back busy. for all the times. It's, it's been, no, been, yeah. I, I know it is. I just wanted to pay you back because I knew it was like, you probably were actually busy, but I wasn't. I was just well, watching Well, I got Ella the text and I was stuff. like, man, I would really so. like to watch this right now. Um, and payback is a you know a horrible thing that little guy is, is bringing upon me. And I deserve every moment of this. And, yeah, uh, it was solid guys yeah. you liked attacking. It was great. <laughs> I mean, um, I had a, uh, the, the, you know, enough about professional bike racing, more about me. Um, today, I had a sweet road ride today and then I got a bunch of work done. I don't know if you guys can hear the fine sounds of my brand new, uh, boom mic that I got. Mm-hmm. So I'm halfway onto my boom mic operator, uh, Halloween costume. So, uh, oh, it's like practice. Was, it's like practice. That's pretty good. Um, got a nice, uh, new microphone windscreen on here, a little sock at the end. And, uh, you know, things are, uh, things are looking nice. up. Um, yeah. I took the, I took the little, the little, the little man out. I was going to say the little guy, but I didn't take the little guy out, but out on the, uh, out on the scene with me today, um, took him to a hot dog stand. We, nice. we went to hot dog heaven. That was his, uh, first okay. ever experience. That was, Is uh, that what it's fantastic. called? Hot dog heaven? What did he, uh, what did he order? Nothing. He just looked at me the whole time. Yeah. Cause that's oh. a bullshit spot to take him. Come on. <laughs> Wow, Spencer, this is really judgmental about where people are taking their kids. Spencer, are you the kind of guy that like glares at someone when they bring a baby into a bar? No, man, bar baby is pretty cool. I'm down, I'm down oh, yeah. with bar baby as long as the bar baby can hang. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just always some people give you this look like you should, and you're like, I'm not. The kid's not drinking. Well, um, now that uh, I don't know what it's like uh, down in Orlando, but now that. Uh, you know, most of these civilized places of the world have like outlawed smoking in in public places like bars and restaurants and stuff. It's totally fine. I don't see the problem. Back so, in the day, yeah. it might have been weird. One of the things I got this week, though, was a new Garmin watch. So now I can always see what my heart rate is. So, uh, you know, it's like I was doing some yard work today. Went up pretty high. Nerd. Um, yep. Resting right now at 57 BPMs, guys. So uh, wow. if we could tone it down a little bit so I can get down into uh, <laughs> my resting heart rate. <laughs> oh, I feel like That's... such a triathlete now. When I was on my ride today, I just kept yeah, looking well, at my wrist to see what zone I was in. All right, Tim, good segue. 
What? Uh, exp- explain to me. You're you're responsible for Tolansky. He's from yeah. your state. I know. What? Yeah. What? What? Little guy. All I gotta what? say is I am so happy you picked up on my awesome segue. Segue segue right there. That that is what we call synergy on the podcast. But <sighs> Tolansky, fan of the podcast, one of our favorite American cyclists, is now the future of American triathlon as he is moving to the three sports, and he claims that he was a former <laughs> swimmer and a good runner. And all I got to say is he better watch out for Michael Woods in about five years when Michael Woods goes all triathlon, and then we see what's really up. But uh, are you guys more likely now to watch Iron Man with Andrew Talansky no. at the start line than you were uh, no. last year? I mean, I guess I'll maybe ask you what happened in it. That's maybe like the so, extent of my of my interest now. Okay. Oh, that's better than hey, me. Th- let me just say this: if there's anything Talansky's really good at, it's riding his bike by himself. <laughs> Ouch! Thank I mean, you. I thank you. I'll be here I, all week. I, I appreciate I, it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I I was I was debating whether or not we'd bring this up on the podcast because I know how we all feel about triathlons and um. And I didn't. I was like, I didn't want to be mean because, like, you know, whatever. Fo- follow your bliss, Andrew. Um, if that's your thing, that's cool. Uh, but I can't, it's like hard for me to wrap my mind around quitting a world tour team where you get to go ride these the races of races, the ones that we dream about just going to, um, and and to do triathlon. Well, you feels... sir, have never been to Panama City Beach, Florida for Ironman uh, Florida, which just, I hear is amazing. And I, I know it's hard, you know, you just don't know what it's like till you're there, whatever, you know, and, and maybe it wouldn't be fun. But it's hard to be like, oh, that's a that's a dream of mine. And this guy's like, eh, I'll do this thing you don't even now, like. I do want to correct something for you, little guy. I actually okay. don't mind triathlons that much. And I know that I can just turn in my Slow Ride podcast uh, yeah. coolness card yeah. um, that I always had. Box up but your I gotta say, and get out. After watching uh, Gwen Jorgensen all those times, winning the gold medal at the Olympics, it's pretty awesome to see draft legal races. I, I've enjoyed seeing that. And uh, after we'll go into Kona um, a few years ago for uh, for work, to see what they put up with like as a, as a whole for athletic uh, achievement at that top level, like the top folks, is great. Yeah. The oh. You know, even no, to I, be an age grouper is pretty Crazy. cool, but... We've got a bunch of listeners that are triathletes that are listening to us in their headphones with their Under arm the warmers on and their sleeveless jerseys and their calf socks, which seems to be the new trend. How um, are they listening is, to us then? Where so, did they put their phone? They put their phone in the little bento box that's on their top tube next to their, no, uh, their goose. That's solid. That's solid. Yeah. Okay. So do you have to um, do you have to put sunscreen like on your shoulders only when you're doing the sleeveless jersey arm warmers thing? I don't know, but I the sleeveless jersey arm warmer combo is like all the rage, man. Because that would be a it's, weird tan line. That'd be a pretty killer tan line. That'd be hilarious tan line. Reverse reverse cyclist tan line. It's pretty funny. Um, but uh, I, I, well, good I, luck to I definitely think it's some some great athletic prowess. I just oh yeah, I, it's incredible. It's, it's incredible. But like, holy crap! Know. Like you look ridiculous. Like I don't. And we look stupid already. We look Come stupid on. already. I mean. We say it every week to close out the show to like wave at your fellow clown suit wearing nerds, like because we're just wearing clown suits out here. Like we're all pretty dorky, but at least we have triathlon to like. So you know, we talk, like, yeah. we, we talk about waving, and that's going to go right into a uh, great email that we got um, this week from uh, 
uh, Stefan uh, Kerbin hits us up and says, hey, slow ride. Can you sort out this quandary for me? I'm a fellow cy- cyclist that typically waves at other riders, and I appreciate the waving as well. I do have a case study where I did not wave. The situation was I was riding in the bike lane on my way to work, and a group of five riders uh, were in the bike lane, and they ran the red light in front of them. And since he, he, they don't live in Idaho, he's like, wow, bold move. They must be in a hurry. They then proceeded to run three additional red lights at about 15 miles an hour as they went through. So not national crit champion speed here, but you get yeah. the point. But so at the yeah, end, slow, slow enough that he was catching up to him between yeah. every light. Yeah. And then at the end of the email, he says, you know, they ended up turning or going somewhere else. And I proceeded on my ride where later on, I see them riding towards me on their way back here. I flat out refused to wave at them for them <laughs> to wave at, wave at them for their, in my mind, egregious red light running. Was I wrong not to wave? Am I wrong to be upset about red light running behavior? Are there other violations of road etiquette where I can reserve the wave? Guidance would be welcome. So a couple of good things here. Uh, We will uh, go back to some of the rules we've talked about in the past. But the first thing, little guy, when you see a group of five cyclists running red lights in front of you in such a manner, egregious Mm -hmm. manner as described, do you get a little uh, frustrated and disappointed? Oh, yeah. I yell, go back to Jimmy John's. Um. (laughs) That's a little messenger uh, humor for everyone. I yeah. say, yeah, wow. where, yeah. where's your neon vest? Um, I thought you were supposed to be wearing that. Um, yeah, about I, ro- do. A ro- I do. A group of roadies here. How do you feel, no, though, uh, Spencer? Do you, do, you, do you get a little mad if you saw that? Spencer? Spencer? Do you, get, do you get mad? Oh, I thought Maybe, you were yeah. still talking to little guy. No, no, no I was actually waiting. <laughs> no, I was giving you wait time. I learned about that being a teacher. Interesting. Okay. Um, it depends on the situation. Um, obviously like if you're, you know, in an urban area, I think you should probably just wait it out and give everybody a, uh, you know, a good view of cyclists in general. But if you're out in the sticks and, and you're come to a red light and there's no traffic or whatever, like, ah, I don't really care. You know, five guys, that's fine. If you're on a 20 guy group ride, you're waiting for the light. Like tough, you know? Where does that level go up over though? Because the group rides that Tim goes on probably down on on US one are like nine thousand people, and I'm sure they don't wait for any. Yeah, I went on the I went on the shootout one time. I don't think we waited for any lights. We just sort so, of were like, well, you're we're in Arizona out you. there. There probably aren't any lights. It's just law of the west out there. Just yeah, we just fired crossings. a shotgun in the air and then we yeah. went through. So I would say, so we've talked a little bit about this. I think that if you're ever if you're on a ride of under five riders total. You can do the old, um, in my opinion, you get to a red light, you stop, and if there's no traffic coming, then you can proceed at five or under. If you have more than five, I think that you that you need to be a little bit more organized and wait for the light to change. Uh, you know, especially if there's cars around. That's that's my that's my personal opinion. Um, mm-hmm. As far as uh, the not waving at uh, other riders, <laughs> you know, you do you. Uh, I, I tend to, uh, there's definitely some folks, if I saw Ryan out there, I probably wouldn't wave at him just cause I don't want to. And, uh, you know, I'm not living by our mantra, but I mean, we've, we've all got our own little, uh, you know, people we're not going to wave at. And if I yeah. saw a group of cyclists running red lights in a manner at 15 miles an hour without even stopping to see if cars were coming, uh, I probably wouldn't wave either when yeah. I came up. Cause I, that would make me mad if I saw people just blatantly running red lights with no disregard for anything. 
Well, yeah, they said yeah. they were Idaho stopping, um, which is just a stop and then go right away. Um, treat it like a stop sign. Um, again, depends on the intersection and the traffic situation for me. But uh, yeah, man, I think uh, we talk we talk a lot about these rules and everything, and like we're not the Voluminati or whatever. Like we're not making hard fast rules here. Like these are these are guidelines. You can take them as you will. We highly advocate for you to wave at everybody that you see out there in spandex. Like they're your spandex brother, they're your spandex sister. You know, even if they were being jerky earlier, this is the chance to be the bigger man and uh, and give the wave anyway. And you know, maybe maybe it rubs off. I don't know, but at the same time, yeah, there's some clowns out there that I'm like, ah, oh, I don't like that. Guy. <laughs> now <laughs> Just I, not wave. I I'm a clown. Right. One of my favorite stories I've told you guys before is when I was riding my bike to hockey practice when I used to coach the little kids and then they uh, were honking oh, their horn, yeah. the, the minivans honking their horn, like riding right up behind me in the bike lane. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm trying to ride to Mariucci Arena at the U of M campus to coach this team of fourth and fifth graders. And the van finally like accelerated. It's a Dodge Caravan, so they really put the pedal down to really get up to like thirty-five miles an hour. Because you know I was going like thirty-two, sure. easy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. Uh, intervals, right? Yeah. You know they come up next to me. I take my big mitten off because it's winter, and I just extend that middle finger without even looking. And as I look over, I see the uh, the team of like my entire second line, right, <laughs> just looking at me <laughs> with their mouths agape, going, "Coach Tim just flicked me off." And I tell you. I was lucky that the parent I got that was driving that car was one of the cool hockey dads and not the ones that like to beat up their coaches. Um, yeah. Because uh, when I got to the locker room about 15 minutes later, I had a lot of kids yelling at me to do push-ups for being such a horrible human being. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So don't be that guy. You know? I've stopped flicking off cars ever since then. I, think, I mean, yeah. I think that's that's the two general guidelines, right? Like, always wave. You're fellow spandex wearers and then don't be that guy like just think yeah. about it like it sums up everything like what what annoys you don't be that guy you know yeah anyway or gal i think yeah. uh i think we've got to move along here uh so i think i see the official uh warming up that bell hand yeah <laughs> What's going on? This is Jeremy Powers, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Hey, let's switch it up a little bit this week, Spencer. Let's kick it off with a new opportunity for all of the listeners of the Wine Angle Podium Network. That is going to be custom cycling kits, which we will be unveiling the design soon. You've been hard at work yeah. in the... Uh, in the lab, in the studio, coming yep. up with brand new wide angle podium custom kits made with our friends at Endura. So yeah, these we've, are had, new uh, kits. we've had Nairo out there um, testing these out, so I think mm-hmm. they're going to be pretty good. They got the uh, yeah. they got the thumbs up. We didn't get we got one finger up, but it wasn't the finger that Tim gave to his hockey kids. It was it was actually yeah. a thumb. Which, Lesson learned. I don't know. Is a thumb a finger? Now I'm confused. Well, you know, uh, sure. I like to prefer. I think that the feedback we got from Dyer was was amazing. So yeah. you know, oh, um, these were only tested on the the second. Oh, and then uh, yeah, so g- good stuff. 
on the uh, on the custom kits we've got. Now, Spencer, you're in the lab. Do you want to yeah. uh, give away any of the secrets, color schemes? Like, what are we talking about here? Uh, yeah, these kits are awesome. They're done. The design is finalized. I am working right now to get them up in a online shops for pre-order. So that'll be up hopefully by the time this episode goes up. Otherwise, it'll be uh, sometime this week. Um, but yeah, they're they're good. They're classy looking kits. Little black and orange color scheme here for the wide angle podium network. Um, got got a lot of little uh, a lot of little nods to the the shows on the network and um, stuff like that. So I think you guys will dig them. Um, we'll get that cool. stuff up and I'll put some previews up this week. And um, yeah, yeah we'll they'll be available us. for pre order for a few weeks and then uh, we'll go into production. So it'll be awesome. Yeah, pretty. Ex- Pretty exciting stuff, so uh, that's open to everybody. Wide Angle Podium uh, custom kits from Endura. Make sure you keep your eye open. We'll get all the info out there. Um, we're also, once again, sponsored by our good friends at Health IQ, mm-hmm. healthiq.com slash slow ride. They are going to save you a boatload of money on your life insurance because you're a healthy individual. All you got to do, go to their website, type in that code slow ride, and then you'll be taking the... Uh, the quiz to make sure that you're a cycling expert and then you can end up saving a boatload of money, like I said. So uh, check yep. it out. Yep. Um, healthiq.com slash slow ride. Like Tim said, uh, health IQ, you know, they, they promote healthy, conscious, health conscious lifestyles, um, you know, by financially rewarding you. Like you're already putting in the work. So they're like, we're going to save you some money too. Um, they feel like uh healthy people have always overpaid and, um, and, you know, subsidize those who are not as health conscious. And, um, so they're working to change that and, um, going to healthiq.com slash slow ride and taking a quiz to see if you score elite is step one in, um, getting yourself some savings and, and finding out what they're all about. I don't know if you guys heard that beep, but that was my, um, heart rate monitor on my wrist saying move. Because I've been a little bit too inactive, so I got to move to oh, stay man. healthy to save money on my uh, life insurance at Health uh-huh. IQ slash Slow Ride. Um, also, Wide Angle Podium Network shows. Uh, just quick heads up: Adam Meyerson was on the Crosshairs Radio last week. Also, there mm-hmm. is a new Dirt Field Recordings. Um, rumor has it there's a new Meyerson line um, in the works as well. Now, um, big stuff. It's also. They Don't Do That in Europe was back last week for Crosshairs Radio. So catch up on all important things like Cross. We'll get to uh, a little bit here on the back half of the show. But uh, good stuff. But little guy, it's that time of the week. What do you yep. got for the uh, Bike Shop CX guys? So uh, I saw someone on Twitter kind of touched on this. About, it's kind of about power washer uh, etiquette. But for me, it's if you're at a race and there's the one courtesy hose – that everybody gets to use who didn't bring the power washer in their sprinter, like they forgot it in their other sprinter, so they have to use the the communal hose. How do you define how long, how clean to get your bike? Because the situation I was in, uh, let's just say that some people were maybe detailing their bikes and getting them ready to go back in the shop window because it's a loner, whereas I was believing that uh, perhaps maybe you should just get the big chunks of mud off your bike so it doesn't ruin the carpet. Um, I think yeah. there has to be some sort of middle so, ground can, a way to, to, to decide on how long it is and just an etiquette about use and time usage. Can we get hours. into this real quick? I mean, I mean, clearly yeah, yeah. the answer is the promoter's fault for even providing a hose. <laughs> 
Oh, gosh, no. It was great that they provided a hose. I had to put multiple muddy bikes back in a van where I just had a tarp down on a bed that I like to sleep on sometimes. I was was very happy there was a What race was this little guy? Uh, It was Baker Orchard. So, uh, oh, well, at least that's a privately owned land, so you'll be allowed back. Because you know if that was a (laughs) Minneapolis Park Board park with mud, they'd be like, never again, not going to do that. Never, no, super muddy race. It was fun. Um, it well, was yeah, I'm, one of the muddier races I've done in Minnesota that wasn't states. So, so it sounds There's, like the the issue here is is definitely with the hose, not with the washer. Um, I think I think <laughs> you know either the promoter needs to provide no hoses or uh, enough hoses for everyone. So if you have well, okay, no, if you have two hundred kindergarten yeah, where a kid on. brings a cookie in, if you have two hundred and fifty <laughs> registrants and you need two hundred and fifty hoses. Or well, here. you need zero hoses. Well, so I have I have a bit to that, which is that there was there was a splitter on said hose. So at one point there were two hoses running off of took one, a hose one line. No, no. So when I was up in line, uh, someone had turned off the splitter and we were only using one. And people were asking periodically throughout the line, why aren't we using both hoses? And the answer was because then you have no pressure and it's yeah. basically useless. Yeah. And so when I got up there... Somebody back in line had decided they were going to try this double hose thing, and they turned it on, and I had no pressure. I basically had a drip coming out of this hose, and f- thankfully, somebody else in line was like, do you have enough pressure? And I didn't realize the other hose was on yet, and yeah. I did not. Um, but it just feels there has to be some sort of middle ground. You know? Yeah, 240 hoses, according to Spencer. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, there has to be a real <laughs> middle ground, though. You know what I mean? Like, Okay, well, I mean, the bike shop show will have a professional answer that'll say, bring your own power washer, take care uh, of your own business. That's not an option. It, I mean, they're they're getting pretty cheap. If they're pretty affordable for regular if got, Just If you've got three bikes, little guy, you can afford a no, power washer. I, yeah. No, I didn't, ha- I didn't have three bikes. I had two bikes, and I only got one dirty, but, like, buddy aiming came with me he had a dirty bike i mean we both had to wait in line to wash our bikes to get yeah well i I already brought a trainer i mean that was enough wait you brought a trainer masters i brought two bikes and a trainer i felt and a child i felt like the most masters racer i've ever felt it was very very masters pro here no warm-up basically perfect Hmm. wow (laughs) well Well, i mean yeah so i i think well, we'll let the bike shop show handle this one, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I think clean enough to put on top of the car is fine. And you do the detailing. You get out the toothbrush at home, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just got to move with... through the line. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There needs to be a whip there. Somebody just like, yeah, calling time. <laughs> An hourglass that flips over and you just get that thing as clean as you can and then you buzzes or something. I don't know. Yeah, that could be good. Well, anyway. Let's, Let's talk cross uh, racing. There was some pro cross racing. There was some cross cross racing. Let's get back to the show and uh, check it out. Right. I'm Ellen Noble, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. So, professional cyclocross racing continued in the U.S. with the Charm City Cup, the second stop of the USA Cup standings. And uh, I did a quick uh, Google search. One of my favorite Twitter follows is One to Go Results, and they keep up to date, and you get to actually see races from all over the country. 
Currently in first place, representing Team Donkey Label Racing, Tobin Ortenblad. Um, looking mm, good after two uh, two races. Looks like he took the win again on the first day of the Charm City uh, Cup. And then you have in uh, second place, Stephen Hyde and Kerry Warner in third place. And they're all racing for the $10,000 prize. Uh, looking pretty good. Um, shout out to friend of the podcast, Michael Vandenham. Currently in 16th place in the overall standings. So uh, big, well big played. fan, the, Cana- the Canadian uh, powerhouse. Um, so there you go. Bjorn Sealander sitting in 10th place overall. Didn't, didn't have such a good weekend at Charm City. Ever since we talked him up, things, uh, things, things weren't so good this weekend. That's weird. Hey, they, they can't all be winners. No, they can't. And then in the women's side of things for the uh, overall of after the Charm City Cyclocross Cup is uh, Caitlin Keogh over yep. Emma White and Magali Rochette. Am I yep. saying that right? From Cliff nailed Bar it. Pro Team? You actually oh, nailed thank it. Thank you. Rebecca Ferringer and Crystal Anthony rounding out the top five. Um, big name missing on that one, obviously, is uh, multi-time national champion Katie Compton, who missed the first weekend of racing in uh, Connecticut. Yep, and now she's over in Europe, uh, crushing souls and uh, taking names uh, over there. So, yeah, how do you guys um, how do you feel about this uh, U.S. Cup thing? Winner take all ten thousand dollars. We got Kitty uh, Kitty Keo. She's won three of the four on the women's side, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's what it looks like. Yeah, Tobin nice has won. Three of the four as well, I think. Two of the three. So the is it so, so they they both win ten thousand dollars each for winning? Mm, I think. I don't know. I'd have Thanks. to look or, at it, but I don't care. Because that seems like like a like ten thousand dollars fantastic if you win, but why would you show up if you were just in like fifth place and you have to pay to get across the country? Right. That being said, I am stoked that there's a nationwide series again. I think it's good that I you know, four or five years from now, will this be the uh the big the big thing for us will uh, Trayvon uh, have orchestrated a redux of the USGP. One can only hope. Well, yeah. um, is this nationwide? Well, isn't it no, nationwide? It's not just they in go one to, city. Well, I thought they go out to like Connecticut, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Louisville. I think. That was a Louisville. Pretty good. It's a big country. You know, in dreams stay with you. It's that big. Okay, I'm just <laughs> just saying. I mean, you know, I'm pretty excited, I guess. Uh, I guess um, I guess it's a bigger footprint than Massachusetts, Massachusetts, New York, um in Rhode Island, but uh I'm just saying. It's they're, a start. they're about the same. I mean it would be nice. So Spencer, what are you getting across at? the whole country? <laughs> I'm not getting at anything. It's No, I, it feels like you're getting at something. Get it off yeah, your chest. Sure it's you're just gonna no eat away at you if you don't say it. Prize for uh for the other series. So, Cyclocross uh, in the U.S., alive and well. I don't have anything to add to this no, race. You can you listen do, to it. No, you do. You do. Okay. The only thing you should be talking about, well, maybe not the only thing, oh, but the, the main thing you should be talking about in Charm City is, yes, the flyover, the two-story built out of scaffolding with two different exits flyover. How did you That looked pretty that? legit. That looked really legit. Well, I saw the pictures on the Twitter. I was like, Wow. That's a when did when did the Belgian national championship show up at the uh, the Charm City because that thing yeah. was huge. Yeah. Did you see this little guy? I did not. Yeah, 
Oh, you would you have been need, impressed by the structural integrity of this thing. You need to look okay. it up. It's in. It's incredible. They they started building that on like Tuesday. Oh yeah, like yeah, they had uh, yeah they had sponsorship from a scaffolding company, which is mm, I'm that's sure the way to do it. What helped? Um, but yeah, twenty stairs going up. That's so, you guys. Do you remember the one at the Belgian <laughs> National Championships last year? Yeah, yeah, that was the biggest. No one will ever even come close to that. So, I can't be impressed anymore after that thing. That thing went across a freaking highway. That's true, so but a- this one had two different ramps down. Can we talk? Know, highway. Let's talk a little bit about um, cyclocross sponsorships. So you got a scaffolding company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how many scaffolding projects do you think are sold out of this? Uh, or do you think it's the, the owner of the scaffolding company is really into cyclocross? Well, He's like, I can do that. Well, maybe, but... <laughs> How many times do you think a scaffolding company gets approached for sponsorship with something cool that they can just like put on their Facebook page or whatever? Like, this is a weird, cool project we did. I mean, it's got to be. I don't know of any scaffolding companies even existing because I just assume that they only deal with construction. Right. And that's, this is actually how I feel and how I've always felt about, um, what is it, Musco Lighting that does Jingle Cross? Something like that. They've been doing it forever. And I know it's just like a local lighting company that has these monstrous lights. And like, what do they get out of sponsoring Jingle Cross? I don't know. It's a giant tax write off because all that money goes to the uh, children's hospital. What else were they (laughs) going to do with their lights that weekend? You know, nothing. So that's true. I think it's a good way uh, for these companies to, you know, do something fun and show themselves off. Now, but it just seems the Cyclocross has such an industrial uh, sponsorship uh, approach here. So you got the lighting company, yeah. and then you got those Belgian races that basically go through the Home Depot parking lot, yeah. where it's yeah. like, oh, plywood, and then it's like, oh, truck tires. Then you got you know, just right. There's always shots jogger. of like Vanderpool and stuff holding like stuff out of hardware stores, whatever the heck their team <laughs> yeah. sponsors them is. It seems to be a more uh, DIY uh, home improvement. <laughs> fan base of over there so maybe that's where uh the you know education first was a great last minute sponsor but where they uh where vodder should have went first was ace hardware the helpful hardware place that would be sweet if they got tom thumb because they had the little (laughs) um so speaking of europe what did we have over there uh, we had a race i forget which one with the which one was on saturday what it was called and it was pretty typical Vanderpool crushing souls but today you guys in Rance did you guys watch this no I haven't I haven't watched no. it yet something weird happened they did the race I watched some of it and there was this guy this little short guy and they kept saying he was in first place and I was like that doesn't make any sense because then they would cut back to Vanderpool and uh Ert and Toon Ertz and um and then Vanderpool came across the line and then they kept saying Vanderpool was second and I was like that doesn't make any sense my brain hurt for a while afterwards, and it turned out that some guy named Vandahar won. Do you guys know about the, who this guy is? He's really short. He seemed pretty excited to win. Oh, is that the hmm. tallest uh, cyclist out there in the oh, world? Yeah, he's the tallest. He's the shortest Dutchman. He's the only Dutchman, official Dutchman I've ever shaken hands with. <laughs> so I would. Uh, I did not know that he won. That's pretty exciting because we were just throwing him under the bus, la- or I was, uh, last yeah. week after a disappointing World Cup showing. So that's. did he take the whole shot? I think oh, yeah. he took the whole shot, and then he kind of faded for a bit, and it was the regular Vandahar or Vanderpool Wild Fan Art show. And then he caught back, and he attacked him, and they looked at each other. I think they underestimated him. 
So here's a question. Is he back to starting in the front row or is he in the second row now? Because he's had kind of a... I, th- I think he's on the front row for starting. I'm not sure. I haven't looked at the Well, that's, a, that's pretty exciting. I guess I'll definitely be watching that. Uh, you excited about Lars Vanderhaar being back, Spencer? Oh, yeah. Um, I've been waiting for this for a while. I do like Vanderhaar a lot. I'm a big fan. And, I mean, honestly, let, I don't think anybody would argue that, like, uh, the two-man show thing has gotten a little stale, so it's good to see somebody shake it up. Um, and I hope he'll be there every week, yeah. You guys, I'm surprised. This is one thing I was surprised watching it. He still does the weird little hop. I would have thought that yeah. first day Sven took over that team, he would have taken Vanahar aside and been like, here's the deal, you don't start until you get that hop under control. I've been seeing. He's like, I've been watching that for years in races, and I and it's it's terrible. I hate it, but it works, I guess. So who am I to judge? But you know, he does it. It's weird. It's, it's the Dutch thing. It's yeah. Is it just? It's do other grown, Dutchmen do it? I don't think so. Do it's they? Grondal is that that dude's name? The guy who is uh, famously in the photo flicking yeah. off Sven. Yeah, yeah. He's that's, the guy. That's, that's he's why the he's guy, famous. He yeah won he, so much, but yeah. He does it, and he's taught it to everybody. Yeah. Well, he was Vanahar's coach, I think, yeah, wasn't he? he, he taught yeah, it yeah, to yeah. Everybody. Yeah, everybody what, wait, so talking learned about? from him. Does he have a theory on why this little hop, like his his remount hop? He doesn't yeah, he, remount like everybody else. He, re, he remounts he, like a little bunny. He's Superman's, yeah. Like Yeah. Just, just, you, I'm sure you yeah. can find a video of this. Okay, um, okay, I will. Wait, so I didn't think about that. He His coach taught him this funny goofball hop. Yeah. This is like strategic. This isn't just that he did this and it's because he's he's five foot two no. or something. Yeah, no, this is a learned this is a learned thing. Wow. Okay, this is blowing my mind. I just always figured this was like a weakness in his skill set that it hadn't become such a problem that he'd never addressed it. You know what I mean? That it was sort of like right. eh, it's like in baseball, where there's always that good batter that has the stupid stance that every kid <laughs> in, 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 tries to emulate, yeah. and yeah. the coaches are always like, "Don't tip your bat toward the pitcher, you Lenny morons!" Dykstra. And they're like, yeah, "Yeah, Dykstra does it. He's awesome." And you're like, "Ugh," but it's not. It's not going to work for you because you're he, not on steroids. You know which one would work? Ichiro, though. Ichiro's stance, amazing, yeah. and he's still killing it. Yeah, there's some goofballs. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Stances and remounts and sort of these techniques are the same thing of like, as a coach, I can imagine it's it's super frustrating to be like, don't, please don't do it. Just like when we first started racing and like every time I rode, I unzipped my jersey to get the full Schleck and you guys had to be like, dude, it's winter, zip it up. And I was like, but Schleck (laughs) does it. (laughs) I had some cold um, nips for a while. (laughs) The, uh, the, uh, on the Twitter, guys, at the Slow Ride yeah. Pod, we we had a pretty okay. eventful week that I think that we do need to spend a little bit of time real quick before we get into eBay watch list. Brandon Masterman hits us up and he says, hey, Slow Ride Pod podcast, saw a, swick, a sick Klein attitude and a dude racing on down tube shifters at Cross Crusade race this weekend. A nice. bike utopia for Matt. Uh, we got those pictures <laughs> up on the, uh, the Twitter account and I got to tell you, uh, down tube shifters at Cross Race, little guy, that's a... Uh, I mean, you practically you should probably know that guy. Uh, <laughs> I've never done down tube. I've only run bar ends, but um, yeah, basically the same endorse. thing, right? They're not the same thing, man. Bar ends are sweet for cross races, no problem. The, I've never down tube seems like kind of a pain in the ass, but <laughs> the Personally. aforementioned uh, Michael Vandenham, when he's not busy kicking butt in 16th place at the U- USA Cup of Cyclocross, he says, "Hey." 
Spencer's movie sounds like it's the biggest box office success for sure. Does that make him a sellout or just smart? (laughs) Sellout. Boo. Clearly a sellout because he's playing for the franchise. On his Twitter account, he's also saying he, like, wrote this for a franchise. So, uh... Yep. There you go. Yep. Um, I am I am looking ahead to the sequels. There were a lot of guys we missed, uh, you know, a lot of cycling heroes and legends um, that were not chosen, and they're definitely going to make those cameos in uh, well, part two, part three, part four. Hopefully I can get kind of a Fast and Furious thing going. Yes, yeah, I was just about to say, this is the Fast train. and the Furious. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Michael Vandenham. Uh, goes, uh, hey, no B. Arnie Reese is, uh, Reese is a bad guy. And I think that's yeah, a would pretty be, good yeah. point. Yeah. Um, so we got a couple Klein Corners sent our way. Make sure when you see a Klein out in the wild, hashtag Klein Corners. Send it over to uh, us. And uh, we always like to uh, retweet the Klein Corners that we see out there in the, the wild. Our bike mechanics around the uh, country seem to be the ones that uh, really like to uh, pass those over it's to like us. Those, it's like those Kleins are breaking down all the time or something. <laughs> Well, they all need those. Uh, they all need the uh, cables routed yeah. in, and no one can do it at home. I I wouldn't doubt that a lot of client owners are like, "I'm not doing no. this ever again. This is a pain in the ass." Rad I Cunningham hits us up and says, "Hey, quick and... tip on Canadian pronunciation. Uh-huh. It's Swain Tuft." Now, Rad, I don't know if he's from Canada, but his name I'm pronounced Rod. I'm not thinking he's from Canada because there's not like a sweet compliment in there, like or Hey, I'm sorry to sit tell you this, guys. But it's Swain Tuft. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, Paul uh, P. Soldo on Twitter goes, really like little guy Matt's, just has it all. So uh, there you go. Thanks. And Thank um, you. multiple people gave shout outs saying, how was Adam Hansen not drafted? To which we say, hey, he was just the assumed gadget guy for all three of our broadcasts. He's He's making the shoe phone. Yeah, yep. we didn't go deeper. If I was doing a Tango and Cash version, he would have been that. That guy who gave him the truck. Yeah. That would have been a bike. <laughs> and uh, Yvonne Yip did get a hold of us for winning the Heimar Zubeldia signed Trek Segafredo racing jersey. So, yes. Yvonne, thanks for being a uh, supporter of nice. the podcast. And uh, Spencer will make sure to get that out to you in the next, like, two weeks or so. Yep. Uh, I'm going to do it this week, I promise. Um, <laughs> and uh, but, You can yeah, hear the another... sincerity in his voice. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Um, but I do, I do want to give another shout out to Trek and say thanks for that. That was an awesome. Like we didn't ask them for that. They just were like, "Hey, we we've heard the show and we know you guys like Heimar, so we're gonna send you this thing." So we had to figure out a cool way to give it away. And uh, so big shout out to them for for supporting the show and um, and giving us that cool thing to give to you guys. So yeah, I don't know. Just want to put that yeah, out there again. Indeed. Well, that's correct. And let's roll right into one of our most popular segments of all time and that is the ebay watch list corner and i gotta hit this one off right away because you know what i've got on my watch list guys a sweet pair of mavic helium tubular wheel sets nice. almost like a serious caseriums anodized red and two sweet vittoria tires that pretty much have never been ridden before um hey, hang on a fantastic deal only at $125 right now. Those tires are already worth that. So you could get a sweet 10-speed... I mean, why would this you is, not have this on your watch list? It sounds suspicious. Mm. It sounds suspicious. Because I no. feel like you are the proud owner of both of those things. I so am. I'm and not I sure. am selling them. And I have them <laughs> yeah. on my own watch list. So 
Guys, do you think $125 is a smoking deal on these wheels or what? Come on. It's the best yeah. deal on here right now for a pair of them. I'm, I'm scrolling so, through all the 10 speeds. Yeah. Um, yeah, why are you on those wheels, dude? Those are sweet wheels. That's it's time to question. go. I got, I got some bills to pay. I got some, uh, bills some new uh, computers to buy. And, uh, uh, you know, it's time for the wheels to uh, – come on. I haven't raced these things in two years. I put those tires on there. Did you buy year. these just because Jordan had them? For years? No, and it, no I bought them, them because you guys told me on the podcast, hey, Tim, you should totally buy these wheels for cyclocross. And I was like, yeah, I'm really into racing cyclocross. And yeah. uh, that's pretty much doesn't happen in Florida anymore. So, yeah, uh, yeah there you go. That's unfortunate. Um, and then also on my watch list um, is a uh, – I'm going down the route of Spencer who who's given us an update on his uh, list in the past. But uh, right now my uh, there's a Bianchi – Gus single speed out there and Spencer thought at first that maybe it was a little bit overpriced because he had the listing has been up a couple times it was at 599 but right now it is listed at 549 um, buy it now or best offer so I'm thinking about it we got to get you it cleared offer with the offer him. Uh, it's looking pretty good you don't need a single speed though free shipping wow from Bend Oregon <laughs> yeah it, I yeah I guess. What, what do you think? Follow your bliss. So, that's what so, I say. You're yeah, not a I got. Fan, I, little guy? I mean, I I talked oh. about look watching those uh, Bianchi single speed mountain bikes forever, and I did get my hands on one. So I I purchased a, a pink one, the Pus, uh, a few weeks ago, and the reason I decided to was because I found out um, that you can fit twenty seven five wheels in there, right? So you can basically have the bike that you wanted for a decade and didn't buy and make it modern you know not have stupid 26 inch wheels in there and you know be like little guy with some ancient technology um so so i get the best of both worlds i got this disc brake uh single speed awesome mountain bike that i've always wanted and i get to have fast wheels that roll good so uh and then i can make tubeless and do cool stuff like that so um, I'm excited about it. I think you should pull the tri- trigger, Timmy, but yeah, you're going to have to sell those heliums first, I guess. You know, I had them at a buy it now for 200 bucks, and someone totally was that person that comes in and just bids because they're like, ah, oh, yeah. 125 and I'll just ruin it for everybody else. I yeah. thought for sure that the, there was a good chance the buy it now would go. Yeah, um, I think that's a fair price. So, There's uh, a lot on there, though. Spencer, because we know little guy's going to have some amazing stuff. What's on your uh, eBay watch list right now? You know, my my eBay watch list is uh, a little bit bleak right now, I got to say. I did get the the mountain bike that that I just mentioned uh, recently. And, you know, I don't have to watch those Kieran jerseys anymore because the guys um, sent me that amazing purple Kieran jersey, which is incredible and blows my mind every time I see it. I'm Uh, surprised you have yet to wear that. On the podcast, like where all of a sudden that's, the Skype comes on and you're wearing so the, the outfit <laughs> and you've got the, the helmet on. Yeah, you know, it's a long cover. sleeve jersey. I'll probably pull it out in the winter for sure. Okay. Um, uh, so my watch list is not great, but I go into my uh, saved searches here, my, my followed searches. And I do have some uh, some stuff in there that I'll, I'll share with the podcast, I guess. Um, not to give away too many secrets, but these are things that I get alerts on. Just to sort of, you know, keep tabs on what's out there. Not necessarily going to pounce on anything, but, you know, if something slips through cracks, uh, I'm there. And I'm watching, I've got uh, I've got this set for um, Bridgestone XOs, 
So Ooh. I'm looking for like a winter, you know, winter commuter kind of thing, like probably an XO2, something along that. Because I can't, I can't go with an XO5, you know, like I just, no, I can't. It's embarrassing. But I wouldn't, I'm not going to pay the big bucks for the XO1 or anything. So, um, so I'm looking for those, you know, kind of, you know, casually, casually looking. Um, always looking for the Panera jerseys um, from back in the day because I did get some of the uh, bibs because they are sponsored by some company named Spencer. So it says Spencer right across the butt. I bought two different pairs of bibs, but I have no jerseys. So I have to... Uh, I have to find the jerseys. <laughs> and the, it's funny of course, that you've been able to find the bibs. That's usually I know, the hardest it's thing. Weird. That's like my Castorama problem. Right. And they're yeah. from two different eras. They're two different years. So the oranges and the blues are slightly different. Mm. So no, not every jersey works. So I'm watching yeah. those carefully. Like those are, that's a weird one that I have to keep tabs on. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Outside of that, um, nothing super exciting that anybody needs to. You know, no, Those no. Bridgestones are pretty sweet bikes. I, I think that my first ever interaction with them was the one that was at uh, the Gino had up on the wall. What was that? An XO one that yeah, uh, at, with the uh, mustache bars. Yeah, one on one in Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah, still there, baby. So XO now XO one, XO two, XO three. What what was the number designation mean? Was one nicer than the other? I mean, what, yeah, the, tell me the, a little bit about that. The lower the number, the better. And same with the mountain bikes, they had. The MB5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And then they also had MB Zip, which was the zero, um, which yeah. was like the Super Primo one. Um, and then were they, year, were they yeared out? Was it like 2000, you know, like every year they would have a new version? Or is it just mm-hmm. always there's a, just an XB1 or whatever? I have no idea. Yeah, they changed the paint schemes a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they followed model years or not, so, actually. I'm not that Bridgestone, big of a Bridgestone, Bridgestone was Stoner. a little less and then, like they did do that. So MB would be the so if you see an MB one that's mountain bike one yep, yep. Uh, right I'm I'm assuming yep. and then you've got RB which is road, road bike, bike. Road bike. Yep. and then what's the XO is that just like a hybrid like what I mean what are we what are we talking about here it's a little between you've seen XO it's probably, it's probably like you? a crossover type of thing so so yeah. almost like so it's got some center pull brakes like what kind of brakes do they normally no have? they came with they came with candies and mix match mountain bike stuff but then with mustache bars. For rolling in the city, yep, it's the in between. You can run, you can run some 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 two point slicks. And they all had the know? mustache bars. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they okay. came spec with right. mustache bars back in the day. Some that of the, the cheaper ones thing. had like riser bars and were definitely more hybridy. Yeah. Than- and can you educate me? Is this the same Bridgestone as the tires? Yeah, it is. Okay, cool. I'm pretty sure they're the well, same, nice. company, same company, but yeah. Well, Spencer, I appreciate you sharing that because uh, I guess I will start um, watching those so that I will buy it before you do. Because now that you've spent all that money on mm-hmm. uh, on that uh, Bianchi, yep, and uh, I've got some stuff up there for sale. Yep, I don't know if I told you guys, but some sweet mm-hmm. Mavic Helium uh, tubular wheels. Right. Um, I'm gonna have a boatload of money to uh, outbid you. So uh, auction sniper super good, rookie is back back in the game. All right. What do you got, uh, little guy? What's on the uh, the old eBay watch list? Well, not a lot lately because I, I did just build up a new bike myself, so I kind of don't need to add anything to the stable. But I did – I have been peeking at the Breezer mountain bikes, which is kind of a common thing anyway. Um, but specifically because last Monday I first, in a downpour, 
riding through downtown, I saw a guy ride by me on a soft ride breezer, full XT. I couldn't believe it, especially in a downpour. Oh, it was the weirdest bike to have out in the rain. So cool. But then later that morning, so whoa, whoa, whoa. so cool. I'm not going to let you get away with that little guy. So cool. I love and there's you like one, a brother, but never say hey, that about a soft ride ever again. Dude, there's one. There's a Breezer soft ride on eBay right now, fourteen hundred dollars starting bid. So woof. Wow. Uh, I think the, I think the internet is spoken. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, here's why I've been looking at Breezers again is because. I had a thing for breezers for a while. I didn't get one. I was like, ah, fine. I'm not going to get one. I don't need another 26-inch rigid mountain bike. But last Monday, after I saw the soft ride breezer, I saw two dudes obviously pretty drunk already at about 10.30 in the morning making their way out of Loring Park. And they were walking, and the one dude kept tripping. And and I was like, what are they pushing? And I was like, oh, that can't be. It can't be. It was a breezer lightning, man. The bike I wanted full xt but it had goofy curve brakes on it and uh, a bunch of aftermarket stuff i didn't have any cash to buy this bike off these drunk dudes who were waiting for the liquor store to open that's they (laughs) they wanted my ten dollars and i felt kind of like a jerk but i still didn't even have ten dollars i had no cash i had nothing i was like looking in my wallet like "Uh, what do i do and so, then, uh, just like that, they disappeared back into wherever they go to get drunk with this breezer. Now, Swift Cycle was a uh, breezer dealer up in Gainesville. Um, pretty cool uh, line to carry. I never knew that they had a, a soft ride bike named the, the day, Beamer. Baby. Named the Beamer. If I would have known that, maybe uh, we would not have been a uh, <laughs> a dealer because a soft ride, man, there's nothing uglier than a soft ride bicycle. Oh, I've never ridden one. Have you guys ridden a soft ride ever? No, I'm way no. too cool to do that. No? Okay, <laughs> I really want to ride one. I I think it would be fun. I really want to show up to Buck Hill on one, too. That would also be super okay. fun. Okay, like, that would be cool if you did that. You got to admit, like, everybody you passed would be either like, I'll come on, or would be like, holy shit, I can't believe <laughs> I just got passed by some weirdo on a, a soft 26 ride. 26-inch, also oh. that happens to be a soft ride. I would take so much joy out of passing people. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be so fun. Does, all right, so here's the thing. Anybody out there have a soft ride kicking around the garage that I can just borrow? I'll tune it up so I can ride it um, yeah. for, so. uh, for some Buck Hills next year. <laughs> I don't think any of our – you can Venn right, diagram direct, of that. Direct, uh, direct message me. I, don't, I won't tell anybody who you are. If this is like a dirty <laughs> secret you've been keeping, like you don't want to throw it away because you're worried the trash man will see it and be like, yeah. oh. Oh, come on. Okay. I thought you had taste. I, I like this idea. I like, I think you should pursue this um, endeavor to pass people at Buck Hill uh, mountain bike race on a soft tail. But is it worth 1400 bucks to you? Because it seems like that's the going right no. and what you're going to have to pay. It's not. It's, it is <laughs> certainly not. But that's I a lot of money for looked. a $10 mountain bike race pass. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly look for, I mean, if I ever come across one on a green. Uh, at like a garage sale for no money any other it doesn't even matter what brand if as long as it's remotely rideable i'm, I'm on it all right i look well forward to it. thanks for sharing that uh that thing on your your ebay watch list uh we do appreciate it uh, i haven't searched for soft ride i'm gonna do that while you keep if, talking to him if our listeners there's have some anything- other ones out there if our listeners have anything good on their ebay watch list make sure you tweet us at the slow ride pod or send us an email <sighs> And we'll end the podcast with one quick email. 
from a couple weeks ago that I've been saving up for our eBay watch list. And this comes to us from um, Geolick. And he says, hey, you guys watching this? Vuelta a España winner, Chris Horner's Ridley Supercross Cyclocross frame yeah. on eBay, and it was priced at $725. You could have Chris Horner's Cyclocross bike on the eBay watch list corner. It was sold for $675. That's a what deal. What a smoking deal for That's a, Chris Horner's uh, eBay watch list. Thanks for sharing that. But and again, that, it didn't have the foam on it, so I don't know how they can actually tell you that it's really Chris Horner's. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without the foam on the top tube and the stem <laughs> and all the weird Chris Horner editions. It's just, I don't know. Well, they all broke off when he threw the bike. <laughs> and with that, we'd like to thank you for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. As a reminder, make sure you wave at all of your fellow cyclists that you see out there on the road. We'd like to... Um, have you go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review. We'll read your review live on the air. Email us any questions that you have. We love getting questions like we got earlier today. And uh, I want to thank BK1 of Rhyme Series Entertainment for the intro and outro music. And with that, I'm Tim in Orlando. I'm Matt in Minneapolis searching soft rides on eBay. <laughs> and this has been Spencer in Boston uh, reminding you to always uh, wave at your fellow spandex clown suit wearing nerds that you see out on the road even if they didn't stop at the stop sign The Slow Ride Podcast Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod Spencer, there's a soft ride. It's 58. I think you could ride it. It's a soft ride brand, soft ride road bike on eBay right now. It's at $21. I think there's got to be enough money in the Slow Ride Podcast kitty fund uh, for you to pick this bad boy up and start doing the gravel <laughs> scene because this, this is a gravel grinder. If there ever was one, um, it's going to be comfy. Too expensive. Uh, $21, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys. Okay. Well, I guess, I guess. Oh, you should buy it. It's super cool.